The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all the live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online website today and remember to use your promo code BLEAV, that's BELIEVE, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I hope everyone had a safe holiday. I'm your host, Adam. I'm here with my uh, co hosts first, Nikki Dunnigan. Nikki, it's always good to see you. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. And Dan Hauser and uh, new locate. Both of you are in new locations for our YouTube viewers. But Dan, <laughs> how are you today? Oh, I'm hanging in there. You know, it's first day back off of a extended uh, holiday weekend, so that's always fun. Yeah, it it it's always difficult. Uh, I had a week, as you guys know. It's been ups and downs and all arounds for me, but um, Thanksgiving was good at uh, Casa de Fonseca. We actually had. Um, my in-laws come over for the first time in a while because now we're, we're dogless, we're empty nesters. And so, you know, our dog's not trying to kill everyone as they walk in, but, um, that was, that was good. We got to just kind of watch some football. Nikki, what do you guys usually do? All right. You guys had some outfits this year. Yes. Um, we did. <clears throat> My, um, cousin had sent a text out that said, um, Hey, I think we're going to do funny family t-shirts or funny Thanksgiving t-shirts this year. And, uh, I said, say less. And my husband said, so we got on Amazon, we started looking and my husband was like, what about this? And so he came up with the idea that we dress like pilgrims. And mm-hmm. so, um, they didn't make a pilgrim outfit small enough for Logan, but they did make a Turkey costume. So we dressed as pilgrims and we put Logan in a Turkey outfit. And it just so happened that we were the last people to get there. Um, <laughs> so we pull in the driveway and um, we were like fully dressed the whole way there too. So we pull in the driveway <laughs> and like everyone turns around and looks and like we're just waving and they can just see like you could see them doing this number and then just yeah. like pulling back cackling and you could hear my father-in-law laughing from like through the car over the radio like on the other side of the driveway. But the best part was like they couldn't see Logan in the back seat until we got out of the car and we just pick up this turkey and set him on the ground mm-hmm. and then everyone lost it again. So um we won the Good. funny um t-shirt <laughs> contest. But yeah, um I almost regret doing it because now I feel like the bar is set too high. Like they're gonna yeah. want us to, to keep doing it. But yeah, it was it was it was fun. Is that the same group that you'll uh do like Christmas with too? Or are you gonna have to dress up for Christmas? <clears throat> Well, thankfully, I, oh, we have a lot of like tacky um, Christmas sweaters, so we I could probably do that for Christmas if we had to. Um, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, we we did something similar one year. I dressed up like a pilgrim. It looked very similar to your husband, actually. <laughs> um, and it was it was a good good thing. And Dan, uh, I know your holiday was probably spent much like mine watching uh, some interesting some interesting games on TV. But how was your holiday? 
Um, yeah, you know, the the, uh, the the first half of the day, not great. Uh, Detroit, you know, leave it to Detroit to once you finally convince everyone that they're good, that, that they went and go ahead and uh, right. do that again in the Thanksgiving game. Um, but yeah, no, overall it was a good day. Uh, we had some good football. Obviously, the, the Dallas game probably went just like everyone expected it to. Uh, same thing with that San Francisco game for the most part. So, you know, leave it, like I said, leave it to Dallas or leave it to Detroit to uh, screw the day up for everyone. But uh, no, it was, it was good overall. Ate uh, way too much like always. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah, nice. <laughs> here we are. Congratulations to the, and I'm, I'm sorry, Nikki, but congratulations to the first place Atlanta Falcons as of yesterday. Um, <clears throat> we're going to say, I know, I know you don't like to call it out, but that'll, uh, that's a surprise. Someone's got to win that division, so why not them? I know, and I don't like to call it out because I feel like it, one, it jinxes it, but then also, right. like, do we deserve really that title? Like, let's not <laughs> let's not talk about it. Let's not call us, like, first play because, like, it just sounds so much better than it is. Like, we're – I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's several games yeah. that we should have won, but – we didn't, and I don't. I don't know. But to your point, hey. yeah, somebody, somebody's got to win that division. So I was just gonna say, ask Adam as a fan of the AL Central. Somebody has to win the division, so might as well God. be the Falcons, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But God. then we're gonna go on and and into the playoffs and just get embarrassed. So it's not, uh, yeah. And then it's gonna oh. be the commentary of well, typical Falcons, and that mm. that's what I'm. For, from a fantasy avoid. perspective, it was just nice to see that Arthur Smith remembered that he had Bijan Robinson on his team yesterday. So that was uh, <laughs> yeah, that was game. a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another person I don't want to talk about right now. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't talk about it. We just let it happen. Yeah. Uh, quick fantasy football update. Uh, things are going well over at Jefferson Starship. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. And um, I, you know, it's we've got what four games left, I think, in the regular season for our fantasy league. Um, it's been some ups and downs. And for the first time this year, uh, earlier this morning, late breaking news that ESPN Wizards adjusted <laughs> a score. <laughs> uh, one of the teams now lost. So as opposed to uh, what they Speaking thought happened. But... I don't want to talk about. Um... <laughs> and once once again, too, just because obviously I think until the day I die, I will continue <laughs> to bring this up now because Nikki uh, like made that comment initially. Um, Jared Goff, oh. once again, did enough to get me the win this week in fantasy. So... <laughs> I'm never going to write that down, am I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got some golf finally to talk about, too. And perhaps the most exciting news for a while, Tiger's back this week at the Hero World Challenge. Thursday, he's comes, coming back. We're going to be able to all tune in and watch, uh, of course, all of our favorite player uh, to play in his tournament. No cut. We all, all know the things. We know all that stuff. But it's just a great thing to watch, especially since we haven't seen him since the Masters, basically. Um, any expectations going into this week with Tiger uh, as far as his performance, or is it just nice to see him out there? Uh, uh, nice to see him out there. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Let, let him get – he gets to play 72 holes guaranteed because you mentioned no cut. So I think that'll be a nice way for him to ease back into competition. Um, he'll get this week and then – I believe it's next week or if not next week, the week after when he pl he'll play with Charlie too, there in the father's son. So he's going to get a couple right. weeks, um, you know, in a row back, you know, whatever, whatnot to, to get the competitive juices flowing again. Um, he, you know, he said it himself, you know, it, it, 
it's one thing to play golf. It's another thing to play golf, you know, when the cameras are in front of you, when the ropes are up, when, when you're in a competition, uh, you know, your adrenaline's pumping, your clubs may go farther or, or short, you know, whatever it is. So it's, it's a whole different beast when you're out there. Um, even if it's a friendly competition, when you're out there in competition with TV cameras and whatnot. So uh, I think from that same point, it would be good that he'll have, uh, since they're both no cut events, he'll have guaranteed four rounds each to play and to um, continue to test his body, continue to get stronger, continue to make sure that, you know, he can still do it. And then um, from there, we'll, it'll be curious to see if we see him after the father's son, I'll be curious to see, do we see him at all before Augusta or is he then just going to kind of ride it out until then? So that'll right. be the next kind of big question. I think after this week, the rumor on the street is he's trying to get into shape to play five to six times next year. I don't know. We'll see. You figure the four majors are probably always a goal for him and then maybe one or two more, but Nikki, I know your, your love for tiger goes deep as does your love for, for many other sports stars as well. Of course, we talk about them often. What are you feeling this week? Lots of things, to be honest. I um, <clears throat> on one hand, I'm always excited when Tiger's playing. Um, it's it's Tiger Woods. Who isn't? Um, right. On the other hand, like, and I know I I know I've said this on this podcast before, and I will say it again. Um, and <laughs> I hope that you don't cliff it for a soundbite <laughs> to, to embarrass me on social media, <laughs> like you tend to do. But um, mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's like just so selfish. And just wants like Tiger to like, yeah, play the PNC. Yeah. Play whatever. And like play Augusta, but like, don't like, I don't want him to win another masters oh, right? because, right. because like I was there when he won the last one, like it was it, like emotionally connected and like, but then there's another part of me that's like that golf fan that's like, yeah, like win another one. <laughs> and so I don't know. I just get so torn whenever the conversation starts happening of like, will we see him in Augusta? Is that the first place? And I'm just like, I just start like backing up. Like, I don't want to be a part mm. of this conversation because I have too many emotions about it. And I don't know. I, the PNC in general, my daddy issues struggle <laughs> with this tournament because the father son aspect of it just, makes me tear up a little bit, you know, like yeah, there's sure. all these, it's, it, it's such an emotional tournament to watch anyway, but then you add in the like aspect of Tiger's struggle and how like now Charlie's coming into it and it's like, ugh, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah. and then John Daly ends up always winning somehow. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like the conversation's always about Tiger and then here comes John Daly like you guys mm -hmm. forgot about me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. But the John I, Daly ick. I don't know. I I struggle with it and Claire our good friend Claire Rogers posted mm -hmm. this yesterday. And it's really <laughs> this sums up my entire feeling about it because I have been going down an insane path about Taylor Swift's theories and when she's going to announce reputation, Taylor Sargent. And she did not announce it last night, but that's okay mm -hmm. because Tiger's playing this week. So I can at least like, I don't have to call my psychiatrist. <laughs> so it's fine, I guess. I, I have a confession about that. Uh, this is, and this harkens back to our loyal listeners who listened to the Taylor Swift episode where Samantha Marks joined Nikki and me. Um, 
I literally was thinking that was a TV show or something. Reputation TV. <laughs> you so thought if you, TV meant like TV show. Yeah. So I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> now. So there we are. We're even now. If you want, because you have access to this, you can go clip that, too, if you want. Um, Just don't let, yeah. don't let Sam hear that. She'll hear it. Well, she doesn't listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, as far as your point about the father son too, I, I, I agree totally. Um, you know, watching this point in Tiger's career, you know, all those feelings always come back up for me. You know, when we watch his return again, um, it seems to be almost seasonal at this point. And I, I get those feelings where it's like, yeah, man, I mean, this is the guy that got me into even doing all of this, got me into playing golf, you know, like period. Um, I didn't even want to get involved in golf. Uh, had it not been for my dad saying, Hey, you got to watch this kid, you know, play golf. There's a lot of stuff being said about him. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe I want to go work at a golf course. Oh. And then fast forward a few, maybe over a decade. Oh, I want to write about golf, you know? So uh, I'm with you in, in a similar way. It's always like this, this emotional thing to watch him. And it, you know, you don't want to watch your heroes age. Right. And so now it's a matter of our expectations are, Oh, let's just hope that he can get around the golf course four times, you know, and but, not to well, yeah. be, be that person either. But the last time that he won the masters, like things in his personal life were like relatively quiet. You know, he like, yes, he was, he had had a, several controversies. He had come back from those. He was coming back from an injury, but in terms of like, personal life, him being in the news about different things was he didn't have a lot going on other than like he could just focus on golf. Right now, he has so much that he's doing. Like it's not, he's not just like going out practicing golf. He's got Charlie that he's caddying for and worrying about and making sure that he is on the top of his game and that he's doing everything he can do as a father to make like get Charlie where Charlie wants to be. He's got the Erica Herman stuff that just right. wrapped up that he's been dealing with for the past several months. And then the TGL stuff that is who knows what's happening there, but clearly a mess and something that they're working out and dealing with. And I mean, I don't know how involved he is in the day to day, but it's clearly still his company, his project, his whatever, you know, and it's not that long after the PNC that they have the um, the Genesis, which is his tournament um, mm -hmm. and, you know, his charity invitation, which he has to focus on. He has to, you know, even if he does play in it, he's still in charge of it. So that's a lot for him to balance at the same time of him trying to make a comeback. Like, I don't know, that just seems like so much for him to focus on in addition to I'm going to make another push at another major. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I would love it. But at the same time, I'm like, can we just let him be and just do what right. he wants to do and not put the pressure on him to win another major? Like look at all the stuff he's doing. Totally agree. Totally agree. And you bring up TGL and, and Dan, I know that we were, uh, well, all three of us were chatting back and forth about, you know, the, the implosion. Is that what we would call it, Dan, of the, the arena? Like what, what happened? Yeah. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we, I, it, it, it came out of nowhere from the sense that it was some sort of subtropical or tropical system that basically 
either formed just off the coast of Florida or maybe even formed on the coast of Florida. I didn't know it existed until we were getting hit by it, basically. So there was like no warning like we normally get in this part of the country when something's coming to like ramp up for it. And um, we just we had like three straight days of just tropical storm like wind conditions for just like three days. It didn't stop. It was just constantly whipping 20, 30 gusts up to 50 miles an hour at times. And so as you can imagine anywhere in the country, really, when you get wind conditions like that, you tend to lose power in certain places. Now, you know, knock on wood, we didn't lose power here at my house. Um, Thank you to the wonderful people at FPL for finally burying our power lines last year. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, right. But uh, I guess at the TGL facility um, down just south of me in Palm Beach Gardens, they had some sort of power malfunction, power outage that I could only imagine uh, was caused in part by those, those weather conditions. And so as a result, um, the inflatable roof was, was <laughs> no longer weird. inflated. Um, it, it, it <laughs> collapsed and it, and it collapsed inward on itself. As you can imagine science, how that works when something's inflated and it's no longer anymore, uh, it goes inward. And so it basically fell in on itself. And, um, by now I'm sure everyone's seen the photos, obviously with all the wiring and construction that was going on to build it as it was falling in, it ripped and tore in different areas. And, um, I know there were a lot of jokes being made about, um, you know, certain conditions and how it looked like and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, um, it, it was scheduled to start January 7th. Obviously, uh, that happened about six weeks out from the start. Um, and like, once again, any, anyone that saw those pictures knew that there was no way that they were going to be able to start, uh, on time anymore because they were basically going to have to rebuild everything. And so instead of just delaying it, whether it was till the end of January, February, whatever it was, because obviously you had the ESPN schedule you had to deal with, you had the players' schedules themselves you had to deal with, they decided to just punt on 24 and uh, make the goal 2025 now to start it. So um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah, Nikki's Nikki's master's yeah. class there. <laughs> we I also saw some people joking online too, you know, comparing it to how things looked at Firefest, you know, with the with the FEMA tents and whatnot too. But I, Nikki's <laughs> still by far uh, won the internet from that day. Um, that was a pretty good one. Obviously, I don't see any reason listening to Tiger and Rory talk that it won't start in 2025 from their standpoint. ESPN is still all in on it. Uh, the one thing I guess you could say I worry about, to be honest with you, is in this day and age of how quickly things go in and go in and out of the media cycle. Uh, and in the golf world right now too, how quickly things every single day, something new and something else seems to be happening. Um, I do wonder if the fan <laughs> interest will still be there. <laughs> come, uh, Nikki's t- being accosted right yeah. now for our YouTube viewers. Her dog has <laughs> attack, made an appearance. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> What's mom doing? Yeah. Right. I want to get in on this. Does he have any, uh, what's his thoughts on tiger and TGL? Yeah. <laughs> And Tiger, <laughs> you have any thoughts? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, but yeah, no, I so I, I guess I just, I wonder if the fan interest will still be there come 2025. I, I feel like, obviously, once again, we're in such a small bubble when it comes to golf Twitter and golf social media that you can't really gauge what our little world uh, says compared to everyone as a whole. Um, it seemed like as we were getting closer to the launch that people were already starting to, I don't want to say be over it, but they were starting to question what exactly it was going to be and how it was going to work and all these teams, but the teams aren't actually in their cities. And so I wonder if now you have another year of where it's going to sit dormant, basically, um, 
when it comes back in 25, will people still be excited about it, interested in it? Will they still want to go check it out? I mean, right. anything involving Tiger, you would have to assume that there will at least be some interest for at least in the beginning. But um, yeah, so uh, hopefully we, it comes back in 25 and it'll be um, you know, like nothing ever happened. I think yeah. that was the confusing part to me is that there was, we were what, like you said, six weeks away and there was not a lot, like they only had announced two full rosters and then they just surprisingly were like, Oh, by the way, we're adding another team in Jupiter and Tiger's going to be on it. And there was, it was only like seven or eight weeks out before they were like, Oh yeah, by the way, Tiger and Rory can be on the teams. And it was just kind of, there was still no real, clarity on how the format worked Mm -hmm. um there was you know yeah it was gonna happen at this venue but there was also when they were announcing these they were announcing them based on the cities and based on especially in atlanta they were talking about it being for in like the reason that they did it was because of mercedes-benz stadium so there was Mm -hmm. a lot of speculation of like okay well are they going to play in these cities and so there wasn't a lot of clarity or um, answers really on like how these tournaments are going to work. And they're only six weeks out. So um, I don't know, not to put on my tinfoil hat, but like I think not to say they <laughs> they blew up their own stadium, but I think maybe they were like, whew, like yeah. this gives us a little more time because I think I think everybody on their team was kind of very rushed and very like, oh my God, how are we going to get this done in six weeks? You know, um, in addition to everything else that all of these players had going on, you know, like mm-hmm. like Justin Thomas was playing in the Netflix cup and then also had this that he was doing. And then most of these guys, like they're playing, the series was from January to March, right. but most of these guys are playing in tournaments that happen in between there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, no wonder John Rahm was like, no, thank you. Like, there's... Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. No, there, yeah, there were definitely a lot more questions than answers still. Um, my biggest question was how they came up with some of these rosters. I would still like someone to explain to me how a guy who went to the University of Florida, famously from Florida, the state of Florida, somehow ended up on the team from Georgia in Atlanta. And I know, and I'm talking about Billy Horschel, I know it was because he won a FedEx Cup there, but like, if that's the connection you have to have to it, like, that's a stretch at that point, especially when you consider like, and I understand that college football doesn't rule the world, just like golf doesn't rule the world, but like, he's famously, famously a Gator. And you're putting him on a right. team in the state right. of Georgia, like. People were way. very, very not happy doesn't that Kisner was not on that sense. team. Kisner yeah. not yeah. being on that team was a shock. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny too to both your points. I mean, one, I I don't the the imploding of your own stadium crossed my mind. Honestly, I mean, it gives them a little bit more time. Um, Do not you know, put me in quotes for that. I did no, not. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We, we are not insinuating in any shape or form. Um, but I think uh, the, to your point, though, I mean things are being rushed and, and things are being half baked and getting thrown out there. And to your earlier point too, Nikki, about how tiger, you know, let's just kind of let him be and do his own thing and all that. It almost seems to me like he's under the gun for other reasons too. And I don't know what those reasons are, but it just seems like all these things are coming out in rapid succession post live. Now, maybe that's just coincidental. Maybe this was going to 
be in the cards all along. I don't know. And and Liv just kind of accelerated the timeframes for all of this. But I don't know who's asking for something like the TGL, first of all. I understand there's the tie-in of, you know, uh, video game streaming and Twitch and all that is is really big. And there's a huge esports uh, conglomerate as far as fandom. But this is kind of esports. It's still kind of like a weird golf simulator type thing. And yet they're pushing it out, pushing it out. They're putting, you know, these teams together that don't make a ton of sense. Um, and yet even the markets that they're going in, if now correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but if they wanted these teams to be in places where golf doesn't typically get played, right. In terms of professional tournaments, is that something that I heard before? What, well, I don't know, but if, even if that is true, like their whole thing, especially with the Atlanta team is that like, Oh, the tour championship is here. Oh, Atlanta is right. such a great city for golf. Oh, we have such these great courses here. Oh, Atlanta has such a rich history with golf. Oh, Bobby Jones is buried here. Like, right. you know, th that doesn't make sense. You're like, you're kind of going back and forth, you know? And like, yeah. it, but it also seems it's not just, it doesn't seem just rushed on the TGL side to your point about like the, the response to live things are, rushed and very half-baked even on the pga tour side because right. you have this whole oh now we're we're separate we're fighting we don't like each other and then it's like oh well actually like we're gonna work together and they're gonna pay all of our bills now so we're cool like we're a thing and then you have like they do the Ryder cup and brooks gives everybody their shirts like the team shirts and it's like brotherhood everything is fixed you know like the you know we are the world coca-cola song and everything is happy and then all of a sudden it's like oh well actually the the live schedule is about to be announced and if you go over there and if you do the q school for live then you are suspended you can't play on a pga right. tour That's event so anymore and yeah. it's like but they're paying your bills i don't think you can suspend people for going to the people who are paying their paycheck. Can you? Right. But then it's like, too. are they paying our paycheck? We don't even know. That hasn't even been said. And so there's so much that is just, to your point, half-baked and not mm -hmm. answered. And everyone's going, are we supposed to like live? Or are we supposed to not like live? Or are they the good guys? Or are they the bad guys? Are they paying our bills? Or are they not paying our bills? We don't even know. And then you have people like Brooks, who is contracted to live, commenting on Instagram going, it'd be really cool if you guys would release the schedule. You guys said you would release the schedule. Yeah. Like, can we release the schedule, Forever please? The troll. And right. I can't even really blame him because he's got a wife who has her own stuff going on that he needs to plan around. He's got a kid now that he has to plan around. So he needs to know, hey, do I have to like change her schedule and my schedule for this week? You said you would release the schedule by this time. We don't have it. It's all, it's all just bleh. Yeah. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club, who we are happy and proud to partner with once again this year. Cog Hill features 72 holes of championship golf, including the world famous Dubs Dread. They have a completely renovated practice area and driving range. It's essentially an academy that you can go and spend not only the day improving your game, but at night they've got lights now and two bars as well as a food truck to spend some quality time with some friends and family. They've been doing it this way since 1927, folks. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. 
Golf Unfiltered is proud to partner once again with Mizuno Golf for 2023. Mizuno Golf is offering their new JPX 923 irons, and if you haven't heard about these yet, go out to our YouTube channel and see a full fitting that I do with Mizuno at Coghill Golf and Country Club. These irons are spectacular. They've got three medals, five different options of irons spanning the player's spectrum, so you are for sure going to find something great for your game. Go out to MizunoUSA.com today to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers, yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now, sharpfocusnutrition.com. The Golf and Filter Podcast is also brought to our friends over at Swanee's. Swanee's is here with a fresh take. Performance-based materials are a given these days, but if you're looking for the stretchiest and most lightweight pieces that deliver a look that says, I'm here for a good time, take a walk on the Swanee side. With fabric sourced from recycled plastics and designs sourced from our very own weekend warriors, Swanee's is looking out for both our planet and those that might need a little style to boost their drive another 15 yards. Premium looks from top to bottom, at swannies.co swannies.co beyond just that too the other interesting things too is okay you're right well so are the saudis helping pay our bills but if they are then why is fenway sports group poking their head around and why is this company offering a billion dollars and why are now the actual individual tournaments being told that they are now going to be expected to be on the hook to cover a greater portion of the purses for each event which is going to take money away from their charities because the tour keeps increasing purses but they don't have the money themselves to cover those increases so now they're saying well now the tournaments are going to have to help cover those costs so it's like let me say this let me say this if taylor swift was dating a professional golfer all of these answers would we would have all these answers already because the way that the swifties investigate stuff and put clues together we would have all these answers already. The way they have dove in to Travis Kelsey and the NFL and figured stuff out in a week when they mm-hmm. started dating, we would have all these answers. If, if Taylor Swift was dating Adam Scott or anybody, I just picked him because he's the hottest one, but oh. literally anyone, we would have all these answers already. That's my theory. Look, what, look, at, the Swifty, look yeah. what the Swifties have done to Jason Kelsey's wife. She's now like a household name overnight. Yeah. All of this is just too much for me to process right now. <laughs> um, the uh, the whole deal, waiting for Reputation Taylor's version to release. Okay, yeah. this is not a TV show, Adam. Not a TV no. show. I don't know. I don't know. I'm waiting. I was like, what channel is it going to be on? Is this going to be another CW <laughs> thing? I don't know. Um. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, so the the live golf. Let's just call it the live golfing. I don't know the catalyst that is live golf. I mean, it kind of just pushed everything up the timelines up everything is just moving it rapidly and it doesn't seem like anything's been thought through to the degree of asking this ad- additional question that perhaps taylor would have been able to find for us what has been the burning platform all along like i don't understand what the issue was if the pga tour was so bad and we we're coming to understand that you know what the pga tour kind of sucks let's just call it what it is there's a lot of stuff that goes on there behind the scenes in all sorts of different bad ways that we will leave alone for today but if it was so bad, then how come this stuff didn't come out sooner? Now, is that because there was only one show in town? Perhaps. 
maybe with the existential crisis that live golf presented saying, oh, wait, there's a there's a competitor now in the marketplace and it's got a lot of money. Maybe that's what took that's what it took to get this stuff out in the open. I'm not sure, but it just seems like everyone's running around with their their hair on fire and nothing's being thought through to the point where, wait, this is actually going to be sustainable, including the thing that caught uh, kept the ball rolling or got the ball rolling rather in the first place, which is live golf. So nothing makes sense in terms of anything that comes up. And it's becoming a little bit difficult, at least for me. I don't know how you guys feel to be excited about any of these things. I thought TGL had something because it wasn't trying to replace another thing. It was just kind of like this supplementary, hey, let's go watch this cool thing for three months. But Nikki, to your point, tournaments are going on the entire time too. We can't like fully dive into this because the people that are participating, even the Netflix Cup, the the players themselves have to be burnt out. And I think we're seeing a lot of that. And now the talk, just to throw it in there before I shush, John Rahm, the rumors again coming up about him potentially jumping ship to live. What's what are we going to even think about or or what can we latch onto as fans with all this stuff spinning around? Dan, I, I don't know where you land on all of this as far as, okay, pro golf. Is it any more fun now than it was four months ago? No, uh, men, men's pro golf, men's pro golf. I, I feel like, golf, um, right. I don't know what they need to do to capitalize on it more, but if there was ever a time for the LPGA and for women's golf, professional golf as a whole to, uh, jump on it, it's now because I think that golf fans Amen want that. something that still feels I don't know if pure is the right word because I think when there's money involved, nothing's truly pure, but I think people want to feel like they did in the PGA tour of three, four, five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what the LPGA tour still is right now. Um, To an extent, that's even what the European tour, the DP world tour is still to an extent. Obviously I know they have these strategic partnerships and they may be in bed with live. They may not be cooperating with live. They may decide to, you know, I don't know, but um, I think that this is a real opportunity for one of these, I hate to even use the word secondary tour because the LPGA obviously is the biggest professional tour in women's golf. But, um, I think it's an opportunity for one of these other professional golf tours, uh, especially in the women's game to capitalize and say, Hey guys, all the things you used to like about professional golf, we're still doing over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only are we doing it over here, but if you come out to our events, there's not 10 people deep at the rope line to see tiger. So you can actually get up and up close and personal and with these golfers and feel like you're part of more part of the action than just a corporate sponsored PGA tour event, which has basically become a party with a prof- with golf going on in the background. I feel like for most of these tournaments these days, unless you're at one of the majors. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that um, this means that, you know, other other golf because once again men's professional golf isn't all golf i know we like to get into that habit of thinking that way um and for good reason obviously but uh there is so much more golf out there other than men's professional golf and even beyond just the pro ranks once again you look at things like what steph curry is doing with the underrated golf tour you look at things that are going on outside of the professional ranks there's a lot of good still going on in the golf world um, it's just for not sure. coming from the men's side of the game right now. And Adam, to your point too, you're talking about when Liv came on the scene 
um, you know, how that kind of changed the way the PGA tour worked. And did we just not notice it because the only game in town, you'll, I feel like you'll appreciate this reference. You look at, it's happened now twice. Now you look at the old WWF when WCW came along and you look now, even today, modern day with AEW with WWE, both times around, you know, it, it was just, it was the same copy paste script. So to say every week that they were rolling out with the WWF and then these competitors came along they didn't last long. Well, AEW still hanging around now. WCW, they didn't last long. But what they did do is they caused those in charge of the WWF, now WWE, to wake up and realize we can't just keep hitting copy and paste on our scripts every week right. and expect people to keep watching because there's this alternative now that's not doing that. So we need to figure out how to fix this. And it ended up ultimately making the product better. The Golf and Filter podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Sunday Golf. Let's face it, golf bags, they're a dime a dozen, but Sunday Golf offers different models and lightweight bag options for any golfer, no matter the course or number of clubs you prefer to carry. For example, I personally use the 14-club Ryder 23 bag as my everyday gamer, but I also have a 6-club Loma bag for my practice sessions and casual weekend rounds. You'll love Sunday Golf's casual take on the game, including their golf bags, apparel, and accessories. Be sure to visit sundaygolf.com to learn more. Am I saying that the PGA Tour is going to become a better product now because of Live? I don't know. Uh, if guys keep going to Live, it sure it doesn't appear to be, and it's not right. right now. That being said, we're still only what we're about two years into this grand experiment, if you want to call it. Um, so in the moment, right now, it does not look like it's going to result in anything being good. But um, yeah, who knows what happens five years from now? You know, I guess this is the long way of getting back to that. Um, and it could be, it could end up being even worse. But once again, uh, regardless of what's happening today, I think that there, we, we, a, we need to remember that men's professional golf isn't golf. It, it is golf, but it's not the be all end all of golf. And right. um, maybe we just start turning to our attention to some other golf entities out there that previously weren't getting the attention that they should have been getting. And now maybe is that time to give them the attention they rightfully deserve. Do year round coverage of the drive, chip, and putt. Like, show me Ooh. those kids there we go. for the, like, show me the regional tournaments. Show me, like, you know, them qualifying and finally, like, getting that letter, say you're going to Augusta and bursting into tears and their parents crying and, like, you know, yeah, it's cool to see them on that Sunday before the Masters, but, like, I want to see more of them actually competing before they get there, you know, yeah. because that's, you talk about growing the game that's growing the game that's where they start mm -hmm. and then show me the, the the progress show me more college golf you know i mean look at look at college football how big college football is and how big those markets are show me college golf like show me i want rivalries of college golf what teams hate each other what teams are like you know like truly competing against each other and because there's there's not a lot of that right. you don't see coverage of that hardly ever until what the ncaa tournament and then there's there's hardly it's hardly broadcasted at all you see one or two articles about it at the end of the year but like that's it honestly yeah. at this point honestly at this point and I, I know we get the one big one every year the american century championship which i don't know about you guys i thoroughly enjoy watching that every year Give me more celebrity golf at this point. I mean, these guys we know that we know that these guys play more than twice a year. They don't only pay they don't only play at Pebble Beach and at that tournament. There I know I, I believe there is a celebrity circuit to an extent. I know it's not weekly like the PGA Tour, but I believe there is a celebrity 
quote unquote tour that mm-hmm. these guys play in more than those two tournaments. Why not put even they don't necessarily have to get put them on Golf Channel, but give us a way to watch them. Like if you could, I would love to be able to watch because that's an example of yes, these guys are obviously professional athletes. They make a ton of money, but they don't take golf so seriously to the point where it's like this isn't even fun to watch like yeah they take it seriously but they also you get steph curry you know taking a jump shot on the 17 t <laughs> box uh, you know at, at tahoe after he hits his t- you know give me more of that like that's fun that it reminds people that golf can also at the end of the day still be something just fun to go out and do with your friends like i don't know absolutely though give me more college golf uh put more emphasis on these amateur tournaments i know yes i understand we get the usam and we get the um um what's the one the latin america amateur Mm -hmm. but we get that because obviously the winner of that goes to augusta but like once again those aren't the only two amateur tournaments that are played all year give us more am events like give us more you mentioned drive chip and putt give us more um you know honestly and 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 uh, like junior junior tournaments junior yeah these these underrated that more yeah uh you know monday q ryan french he does a great job to an extent of what he can do to highlight a lot of these mini tours and a lot of these, but he can only do so much as one person. And obviously he can't be at every single one every week filming them. Like give us mini tour events. Like even if you only put, even if you just put it on like your local channel in your community, like at least it's a start. Like what if like on a random Saturday, like the Florida am is going on. Like why not throw it on one of my local South Florida channels? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sure. It's may not be nationwide, but like, it's something and it's more exposure to a side of the game that once again is underserved. And we need to remind us that golf isn't just the PGA tour and live. Right. They have entire seasons of like the, what is it? Diners, drive-ins and dives. dives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like do that with like putt putt courses across America, you know, that'd be amazing. Like, there's so many putt putt courses, even in Myrtle Beach alone. There's hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> like you could you could do a whole season on just well, that, Myrtle Beach. That extreme 100%. that extreme mini golf show that ABC did those for those that was so, so much fun for those few years they did it. I guess I guess they're not bringing it back anymore with Rob Briggle oh, and Joe Tessitore. Yeah, like I guess <laughs> yeah. it's finally done. I, I wanted to go four seasons, but those were some fun four fun seasons of just like. Hey, here's a random Tuesday night, and we're gonna put these people on a putt putt course. But oh, by the way, they have to like jump over a fiery pit to get to the green, and like they're gonna go ahead and get nailed by all this foam stuff and fall into like muddy waters. Like that was fun. It was you know, fun. You want to know? Wasn't serious. <laughs> so you're gonna hate me for this, but I got invited to go participate in that, and I turned it down. <laughs> I did. I didn't want to. Why do would it. you do that, Adam? Adam. I, I just. I, Adam, I don't. We need to talk. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm just a stick in the mud, really, when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I they I they had invited me to go in like season two or whatever. Um, see, speaking of uh, live and things, just uh, I don't know how to segue into this, but at, at any rate, <laughs> we saw this whole thing with um, Phil Allen Shipnuck really quick because we're up against the clock here. But a lot a lot of weirdness was going on to the point, Dan, about like you know people taking things too seriously and men's golf is just not any damn fun to watch anymore. Really quick. This is a deleted tweet from Phil Mickelson in response to a suggestion that uh, Alan Shipnuck put out on Twitter that, or X or whatever, that Phil knew that John Rahm was thinking about going to 
live golf and basically phil and alan go back and forth a few times uh leading up to this tweet for those of you on youtube watching this for those who are listening essentially he was calling alan shipnuck a liar uh using other colorful language as well uh a bugs bunny reference which was not something that i thought i would see from phil um but really quick guys i mean nikki i think you said it really well i mean it's it's either phil completely or alan completely made this up or phil was just flat out lying i mean uh, does it matter at this point do we even care so much that john rom may be thinking about going to live and does phil just kind of need to go away i mean wh- where do we land on this nikki i'll start with you um <laughs> phil said those sources are not real um but but to be to be real um he what I don't understand about that whole tweet was that he went on and on and on about like, Oh, your sources are not real and they're off the record. Like how could they be not real and also off the record? Like it, like if they, yeah, they, they weren't real. You're making everything up. But also if they were real, they were off the record though. Like I'm just like, is he just covering his, his butt because he knows how Alan has done in the past with off the record comments and saying like, Oh yeah, these ghosts that you made up or these fictional people that you might have spoken to in your head are like, they, they were also off the record or is he saying like, no, they did, they like, they did exist and they weren't so like, you weren't supposed to take their comments for what they were but I'm just going to tell everyone that you're lying. Like either way, there's, there's some sort of contradiction happening here. And yeah, yeah, there, for those of you who don't um, subscribe to the golfer's journal, there was a really great article in it um, this month that basically the, the title of it was don't poke the bear. And it was talking about um, Phil and interacting Mm -hmm. with Phil and, um, working with his former caddy and and stories about that and it, it reading this tweet kind of reminded me a lot about that article and oddly enough the morning that this tweet went out they sent out that article in their um, newsletter that morning so mm-hmm. timing right. was great on that but um, yeah I don't I don't know I think I think he's just very fed up with Shipnuck and especially the book that came out and all of the things that happened and how his reputation has taken a swan dive since then. And um, I think he just, whatever he happened to be on that day, whether it be his coffee or other substance, just decided to go at it on Twitter. Yeah. Always a good, always a good strategy just to go at it on Twitter. That's, that's always great. Dan, where are you at? Well, he has said, said before that oh, he's wait. only responding to people via Twitter now so that it's on oh, record, right. whatever he says. So, <laughs> so I'll make two quick points here about Phil on the way out. Um, one, all I listen, Phil for months and months and months before that Billy Walters book came out said that everything that Billy Walters said was a lie. He was full of it. It's very similar comments like we're getting to Shipnunk here. Billy Walter's book comes out. Adam, you and I did a whole show on it and the, the, just the absolute absurdities of Phil's gambling. And then shortly after that book came out, Phil released a statement saying, yeah, you know what, guys, I had a gambling problem. So obviously 
Billy Walters' comments that Phil said for a very long time was was wrong, is BS, it was lied, it was made up. Couldn't have been that made up and lied about because it, it, it literally then Phil came out and was like, you know what, I had a problem. So obviously there was some truth in that. So first off, we have to think of the source here. And Phil's defense mechanism and defense tactic when he feels like he's being backed in a corner would appear to be just accuse everyone of lying. So if if we are to believe that that's what he was doing here, then it's obvious that once again, um, Alan is not just completely making things up. Uh, the other thing that I'll say too is, and this is the final thought is Phil, who cares? Even if Alan Shipnuck was making this up, it's Alan Shipnuck making up something stupid about live golf in, in like, in the grand scheme of things of life, of all the things that are going on in the world right now, of all the things that are probably going on in your personal life right now, of all the things that are just going on in general, like this is so beyond stupid. It is some guy who may or may not be taking a bunch of money to go play live golf. Who cares, dude? Is it really, do you really, is it really upsetting you to the point where you need to take time out of your day to open up your Twitter app and to fire that off? And <laughs> then to also be like, wait a minute, I shouldn't have said that. And then delete it. Like, delete it. Yeah. It's not, who cares, man? Who cares? It's golf. Like, it is so stupid yeah. in the grand scheme of just everything. It, who cares? At the end of the day, it's all just a bunch of fragile egos with these guys. And, you know, it's always been that. And it always will continue to be that, especially when money's involved. So, at any rate, we're going to keep an eye on that as well. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But, um, Guys, it's always nice to catch up with both of you. We're kind of getting in through the holidays still. Um, really excited for Thursday to see Tiger, as we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, just a reminder to everyone, you can follow us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered, uh, and that we are, of course, powered by Bridgestone Golf, our title sponsor of the Golf Unfiltered podcast. Our friends over there have some great stuff coming up in January. I'm sure I'm going to be geeking out soon in January when the uh, PGA Merchandise Show rolls around again because there's all the new toys come out and, and whatnot. So, Stay tuned for that as well. Uh, Nikki, Dan, always good to catch up with you. And for those of uh, you watching on YouTube, give us a follow, subscribe, do all the things. And uh, for those listening, you're, you OGs listening to us and not looking at us. Thanks for sticking around. We appreciate all of you. Talk to you soon. <laughs>